0: Alright,
1: All ready right. for a clap?
0: Right. I'm ready to clap. Okie dokie. Here goes nothing. Three, two, one. That was a solid ass clap. <laughs> it was, that was a loud one. That was good. <laughs> really? Yeah, alright. <clears throat> now I'm just thinking of the term ass clap. <laughs> ass clap. <laughs> now make it clap. clap, 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 clap. <laughs> okay, alright, alright, alright. Mm. On this episode of Reliterated, a cold, unfeeling, humorless leader bans an entire people group of beings who live a little too different for his conservative sensibilities. In a move so cruel and bigoted it would make Ron DeSantis blush with envy, he recruits a wizard to magically banish the offending race out of sight and out of mind, and spreads disinformation about them to justify his actions. Did author Bruce Coville intend this story to be an allegory for the treatment of the marginalized LGBTQ community and the importance of being an ally? Maybe? Did we intend this episode to release alongside the beginning of Pride Month? No, that was just a coincidence. The next book to be banned in Florida is Goblins in the Castle on Reliterated, the podcast that's a real bop. Welcome to Reliterated, the lowbrow book club of grown-ass adults discussing the books read by children in the 1990s, but with 2020s hindsight. Fair warning, we use language too mature for kids, analysis too immature for literary scholars, and ignorance too profound to be inoffensive to everyone. We also don't hold back on spoilers, so if you haven't read today's book and don't want to be spoiled, read it before listening. You've been warned. I'm Andy. I'm Harold. And I'm Josh. And we are at the cusp of a brand new chapter, boys. Chapter 9.
1: Yeah, we're going to be covering uh, authors that we've already covered, but something that's not in the series that we've already covered. So
0: Yeah, because we like some authors uh, so much, and they, they did a lot of good stuff.
2: Yeah, I uh, remember one of the books in the series that we're doing for sure But uh, there's a couple where we're actually reading series that like Fear Street that I did not uh, indulge in.
1: Yeah, it was like a little bit before our time because that was for teenagers, I believe. And since we were in the goosebumps, that came after. So I think we just missed it a little bit. And when I finally got up to that age, I didn't really have that interest anymore.
0: So, Josh, when Fear Street – actually, this is probably a conversation for next week when we actually do Fear Street, but <laughs> when Fear Street was coming out, you felt like they were a little b- above your age range? You were still in the goosebumps? Kind yeah, of. I
1: was still young because they came out in
0: late eight, yeah, late, late yeah.
1: 80s and early 90s, and I was you know, mm-hmm. 9, 10, and they mm-hmm. were made for yeah. like 14, 15-year-olds. Yeah, and you I, got a couple of years
0: on us, so. Yes, yep. I
1: did read above my gr- my grade, but <laughs> I I didn't have any interest in those, so.
2: Right. <laughs> I felt the same that way means. about them, but uh, yeah, this isn't a fear street. What I was just saying, though, like it's kind of cool to read some that I never indulged in back then. Yep.
0: So I'm excited about the titles we're reading for this chapter, and I'm super excited about the book that we're covering in this episode. Goblins in the Castle by a friend of the podcast, Bruce Coville.
2: Yes. This uh this book I actually the copy I have is the one I had when I was a kid. Not the same copy, just the book cover and everything.
0: What's your what's your cover look like? Is it the with the with William holding a torch in front of Igor? Yep. With goblins down at the bottom. Yep. I got the same one. And mine I bought off of Thrift Books. And I was pleasantly surprised to find that mine was signed by Bruce himself and Igor. Oh, wow. He got the name wrong, though. It says to Kyle, bop, 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 Bruce Coville and Igor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Kyle, what a jerk. Yeah. I
0: I don't know how Thrift Books gets a hold of the books that they sell. If they just, like, buy them up in bulk, uh, they go out to here and there pick them up but somehow kyle's copy of Goblins in the castle his signed copy got to me so hey hey that's pretty awesome <laughs>
1: maybe he died i guess best maybe best kyle case kyle scenario he died do. and then
0: oh, uh, oh no
2: <laughs> kyle oh no kyle he also could have aged out of the book and <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah maybe I but, think that thrift know. books, if they're, I mean, they're thrifty, right? So they probably like go to different libraries and check books out and then they just <laughs> never return them <laughs> under they aliases. Just take off,
0: they take off all the library's trappings and yep. <laughs> make it good as new and sell them. There you go. That,
2: that's not what they do. <laughs> so I'm sure, we, it, I'm sure it's, it's not. not. What they do. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so my copy was just electronic because, you know, I use the library as much as I can. And then also I wanna give a shout out to West Meadow Elementary School because uh they allowed me to do the audiobook on YouTube up until like chapter twenty and then it stops and I was yeah. like what the hell? <laughs> so I had to find another really? another person that had the, the other chapters. But up until then it was very fun and entertaining. I, mm. I was I was enjoying it.
0: So I read the the paper version of the book, obviously, and then I listened to the um the audiobook that was read chapter by chapter. What was it? Um, By distance learning. Yeah, that's uh, who I had to
1: finish with because yeah. um, I listened to the
0: whole thing with her reading and I hated it a lot. But there's no audiobook version. There's no official audiobook version of this book. No.
1: So. Yeah, you should have done the teacher. She was super great and she was Canadian. So she kept saying, like, Whenever she said sorry and things it was great.
0: I I never it. found that that version of it. Oh, yeah. I thought you I thought you were talking about this this woman from distance learning who whatever but yeah no she she was a little bit annoying and what was most annoying was that her volume was just way down. I had to max out my volume every time. Yeah. And then most mm-hmm. of the chapters had ads to them so that just like blasted my eardrums whenever they came up so yeah. That's always uh, fun. Bruce, if you're listening, I would absolutely love to produce your audiobook for this one. I know the the audio uh, rights are probably held by somebody or whatever, but uh whatever happens, just just make the audiobook, man.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this one deserves an audio book. For sure, it really yeah.
0: Do, it really does. Igor is a really fun character. Yep. And he'd have a pretty cool voice. But anyways, yeah, that we're going to get to <laughs> Igor when we get into the plot.
2: <laughs> you know, it actually makes sense that they wouldn't have an audiobook necessarily. I mean, they do for the some of the other books and stuff, but really, if you think about it, we're trying to encourage kids to read. So <laughs> having an audiobook <laughs> for all of his books would be like, you know, defeating the purpose. But it would help us 40 year olds that want to indulge.
0: And as somebody who who does it for, for money, I would encourage audiobooks. <laughs> it's a good alternative if you don't have the time to sit down and, and read the pages, but uh, it's definitely a good experience to actually do it the old fashioned way. For sure. Also. With your eyeballs. <laughs> With your eyeballs.
1: And your retinas and your corneas and whatnots.
2: Or who's got the time? Some I'm trying to read. think what? Uh, oh yeah, braille. Some people read with their fingers. braille.
0: <laughs> Some people read with their fingers. So, Goblins in the Castle was published back in 1992. Uh, the data I found on it said it as a 4.5 reading level and five accelerated reader points. Ooh,
1: man, can't wait to get that
0: pizza. Yep, we're we're racking up the points, guys. <laughs> Um well what's to be said about Bruce Cobel? It hasn't already been said in the, the first uh, episode we covered uh, of one of his books. We've done My Teacher's an Alien and uh the sequel My Teacher Fried My Brains. So and yeah, we, we also we also had him. a four- yeah we <laughs> met him.
2: We had a forty five minute interview with him.
0: We did have a conversation with him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We meant we meant to record it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh Things happened, and turns out we didn't have a recording. But I do still have the recording of fessing up to him that we completely, I completely screwed the pooch on making sure that we were getting it. And so, yeah, we'll I think We're, just, have that we're done. Apo- we're done apologizing. We've apologized enough. What's done is <laughs> no, done. It's happened. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Yep. It, it happens. Yep. It is life. Yep, yep, yep. And he was he was fairly understanding at the time. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> Gobbles in the castle. Yeah. Uh any, anything to add before uh, before we launch into the Bob's Your
2: Uncle? Uh I read this book when I was a kid and I remember really enjoying it and I enjoyed it again. So yeah, that's all I get to say. Okay. No. Well, it was my first time with it and I enjoyed it too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, that, all that being said, let's turn it over to Harold with the Bob's your uncle for Gob's Bob, Bob, your uncle in the castle. Gob's your uncle in the castle.
2: <laughs> Alright, so this story follows a boy named William that lives in, toad in a, goddamn it toad in a cage castle Uh, He was left there as a little boy, and all through the years, uh, he was living there. The baron that lived there didn't really pay him much mind, but he was kind of just had his own free roam of the castle. He ends up meeting Igor, who lives in the dungeon of the castle, or the basement of the castle. And Igor is trying to stop something, but doesn't really explain what it is. And then one fateful night, William opens a door uh, after being called towards it, and uh, he releases spirits of goblins. And what he ends up finding out as he meets someone named Granny Pinchbottom, because he and Igor leave the castle to stop the goblins, uh, he finds out that the goblins were sealed away and they're actually helpful and that the king's head was cut off and he has to reattach the king's head in order to break the spell. So they go off and eventually, after meeting someone named Fauna and going on some adventuresome stuff and a uh, another goblin named Herky uh, that is... Follows them around. It isn't as uh, wild as the other goblins are acting at the time. Um, they end up meeting a guy named uh, I can't remember what his name is. The guy, the the wizard, wizard Ishmael. Ishmael. Yes, they end up meeting uh, a wizard named Ishmael, and it kind of ends up turning out as he's trying to. Ishmael doesn't want to put the head back on the Goblin King because that's going to break the spell. But Ishmael is the one who made the spell. And, uh, after a, a argument, they, uh, end up getting the Goblin's head back on and uh, Ishmael takes a head first dive out a window and they, uh, yeah, turns out the Goblins are good and they're going to be helpful around the kingdom. And Bob's your uncle. That's. Or uh, of the Castle, pretty much. <laughs>
1: Indeed. So I had uh, an issue when I was reading this.
2: Yeah, what's that?
1: So I am a big, big fan of Young Frankenstein. Okay. So every time I read Igor in my head, I said Igor. <laughs> I- Igor. <laughs> so the entire time I read this, it was Igor, Igor, Igor. <laughs> so you know, when you guys started saying Igor and when they were doing the audiobook, I was like, Oh, yeah, it would be Igor, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> you know, in the uh audiobook on YouTube that I listened to, she like slipped a couple times and called him Igor. So I think she's a fan of Young Frankenstein, too.
2: Hmm. <laughs>
1: it's a great movie. Not seen it. Do yourself a favor.
2: I have seen it, but it's been a long time.
1: Yeah, I it, it confused me when you had said, I nev- I've never seen that. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I was like, we have to watch this, Harold.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't remember much about it. Yeah, it's very funny. I'd have to watch it again. I would watch it again, I'm sure.
1: I think it's on Max, so I'm gonna watch it. But alas, But anyway. That has that's a different Igor. With,
2: yeah, yeah. Igor. Uh, or
1: Igor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of Igor, there's a there's a post note in the in the book uh from Bruce Coville. Uh and he basically says that he wrote this story around the character of Igor like he he talks he kind of like cutely talks about Igor like he's like a real person that he knows hmm. um but this the story seems to be kind of written around this character who was always badly behaved roaring around the room and bopping kids on the head with his bear but the kids seem to love him anyway and Igor is a very mysterious figure
1: yeah cuz he's just a humanoid he's not human yeah, he's, he's human not a like, goblin.
0: He says he's like over six hundred years old. Right. And that he
1: died once. Yeah, and he, yeah that he and that was sucked, he wasn't born. basically.
0: Uh-huh. He wasn't born. He just came to be, and he's died once. So there's a lot of lore around Igor that is kind of touched upon, but is kind of just kind of brushed into the, into the sidelines for the story.
2: And this doesn't have any kind of series, like onward story going with it. There is actually a sequel. There's a sequel that was released in
0: 2015. Oh, really? Yep. It's called Goblins on the Prowl. Hmm. So we may have to check that one out too. We may have to check that out. So yeah, the story starts out real slow.
2: Oh yeah, it does. (laughs) It does.
0: Yeah. Like he's, He's an an 11-year-old boy and he spent his entire life inside this castle. Mm-hmm. Uh with with no friends basically like just the three uh adults uh roaming around the halls. You got the Baron, you've got the maid Hulda, uh and you got Carl the librarian. Uh I don't remember if there is there was anybody else until he meets Igor.
1: I believe that's it because he didn't know like anyone. He never got to leave the castle and everything. So
0: no, but yeah, Yeah, he was kept there. This castle's got a whole bunch of secret passages, and uh, he likes to explore around the castle. And there's the north tower, which is always shrouded in mist, mysteriously. But the door to the north tower is locked, and he doesn't know what's behind there, and nobody will tell him.
1: They bring up a few times how dirty it is, how it's just dusty everywhere, and how. The only times that there might be anything is where dust is filled in where he had already like tried to make marks, so it's very very
2: dirty.
0: Yeah, no, no one's cleaning anything. Yeah, hold a terrible maid when it comes to
2: to cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the whole like barren. I, it just seems odd. He didn't seem to have any kind of... Even though he had them around, it was like they didn't really... It's like this kid just kind of existed here. I always wonder how he learned anything.
1: <laughs> well, they said that he would learn from Carl sometimes, but most of the time he just he read from all the, from right. the libraries, and so that's he kind of just taught himself.
2: Sure, sure, but that requires a lot of discipline for the kid. Luckily, William had it. <laughs> Well yeah, right? when you
1: don't have a lot whole else to do <laughs>
2: you know. Yeah. He's eleven years old. He could be jerking off.
1: Uh it might be a little early. But...
2: <laughs> yeah, probably. Ooh,
1: anatomy books.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fucking split open people. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm gonna be weird. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: so
1: weird that he explores crazy, tries to find hidden passages everywhere. And he's discovered a few, but they don't really go anywhere. But then he does eventually find one that goes down, and that's when he meets Igor.
0: Right? And e- yep. Yeah. Yep, he goes so, down 500 steps. That's oh, steps. that's right. That is a lot of steps. Yep. Like, I mean, he's got to go, have my, my massive new, calves, massive <laughs> hamstrings. My new place
1: has 11 steps. And let me tell you, after I moved uh, my dresser and stuff in, ooh, the next day my calves were just tight. And, ooh, it was not good movement the next couple days after
2: that. (laughs) So
1: so 500 steps compared to 11, yeah, it's going to be way worse.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, 500 steps would be, but you know what, again, like this is a time when, you know, you probably did a lot more walking around so 500 steps whatever they were healthy <laughs> they were healthy in there yeah in that dusty a, castle <laughs> it was a healthier time fucking yeah healthy i love when people say that shit when they talk about back there like i'd oh, be healthy like people used to be like you know they only lived to be like 40 years old right <laughs> <laughs> Right, I mean, yeah, they like they
0: walked everywhere and uh, had no choice but to but to do so and and like take stairs instead of elevators and shit. Right, but they had really short life expectancy. Yep,
2: <laughs> and they died from from very simple things <laughs> that today we take for granted. So, but yeah. Uh, when uh when he finds Igor and Igor's Igor's odd he's got this I, I always wonder does a bear have something in it like does it have like rocks or something in it
1: They said it had stuffing so. I mean it
2: was like, stuffed it okay. was made of fur. No, 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 no. He's b- bopping shit and is fucking doing stuff. You know what I mean? It's actually
1: That's why they that's why he was able to bop him, because it's just it's fluff. It doesn't hurt mm-hmm. him. But at the same time, you have you ever been in a pillow fight and fuck somebody up pretty good? Yeah, you can still do that. <laughs> Even if it's full of fluff.
2: You know, I'm not trying to carry on a theme here, but I'm pretty sure the inside of that bear was pretty stiff. <sighs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, I made the connection
1: there. Six hundred <laughs> years. Oh, that's...
0: alone in a cellar for six hundred years. I
1: mean, he did love that bear.
0: He did <laughs> at least a hundred years. I don't know how long he'd had the bear or whatever, but the curse is one hundred twenty-one years old, and which because it's like it's a 121 year old curse and william is 11 and apparently like the it's it goes on an 11 year cycle uh where it's the magic holding the door closed uh and the goblin spirits in is at its weakest every 11 years mm-hmm. on so. halloween on Halloween. So that makes me wonder if William's origins have anything to do with the curse or the spell or whatever. Apparently
1: this, the the uh, the next one they do more talk more about uh William's beginning his origins and Fauna,
0: I believe. Okay. And Fauna's backstory too, yeah. yeah. They the add on Bruce adds on to the lore. In the, in the sequel. So,
1: but yeah, he meets I, Igor after going, what I found out is 23, <laughs> I 23 floors, basically, is what he walked. 500 steps is roughly 23 floors. <laughs> so,
2: That's deep underground. Oof. So,
1: yeah. But he, you know, they get along well. So he keeps going and visiting him, And he gets freaked out at one time because he's not there and he doesn't want... To be like, he didn't want him to be upset because he was there. He's like, I don't know how to react. And so he decides he's going to scare him. And that's how he uh, gets away with it, is by scaring him like Igor scared him before. He's like, oh, that's a good joke, William. That's funny. You're a funny
0: guy. <laughs> all that goodwill bloody. is lost. All that goodwill is lost when William touches Igor's hump, and he's what apparently hump? very sensitive about the hump.
2: His hump. His lovely His hump. lady. He's lump. a hunchback. Check <laughs> it His,
0: out. <laughs> His lovely Igor
2: lump. Check out <laughs>
0: Igor's lump.
2: I drive these goblins crazy. I bop them on the daily. <laughs> Never.
0: Never touch my hump. My (laughs) home.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Otherwise, otherwise, they have a pretty good relationship. So, like, after William meets Igor, like this wizard kind of pops up out of nowhere to tell William to give Igor a message.
1: Call me Ishmael.
0: (laughs) He says his name is Ishmael, but don't call him that. That's kind of a recurring joke. Yeah and, and I think from Moby And I Dick. think it's yeah I think it's kind of a it's a reference to the the Moby Dick the first words in Moby Dick call me yeah. Ishmael but I don't know it's just kind of a recurring joke of um what would I Ah, what's the term? Diminishing returns.
1: Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It gets less funny every time they repeat it. (laughs) Right. Well, I would argue that- that They don't explain why you're not supposed to call him that. So that leads me to believe that it's just some kind of wry little reference to call me Ishmael.
2: I would argue that usually a joke is like one that most people see as of diminishing returns. They're diminishing returns at first, but then eventually, all of a sudden, you're like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> it gets funny again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah at some point, the returns diminish so much that they, like, inverse. Yeah. And and you're stop. like, this is the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. What was lame becomes funny again. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wonder
0: if they bring that back in the sequel. Oh, that would be good. Well, well I mean, well, they never said I mean, he was dead. No, he just kind of fell to his death uh, in the end, Disney villain style. They even asked, he even questioned if he was alive or dead. Yeah, so they left that kind of open-ended. Yeah. So he could be making a return, we'll see. But that's jumping way ahead to the end of the book. For sure. Yeah, But yeah, uh,
2: what was the message they gave him?
0: Uh, that the most dangerous night oh, that's, is yes. approaching or something. Yep. the most dangerous night is almost here.
1: Then William starts getting voices in his head.
0: Yep. Like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> like a crazy young boy. Yep.
1: Maybe I'm crazy. Oh, no. This is a this is a music heavy episode. Yeah, this is the <laughs> one
0: we break into song all the time.
1: <laughs> this is a great this is a good one. <laughs> so yeah, he, he listens to the voices and he goes to the tower and he l- releases the goblins. The spirits of the goblins get to escape from the tower. But they don't know that they're goblins yet. He just knows that they release spirits.
0: Right, because in, in the door to the north tower, it's like this big, big old void with like like William goes in and he's just like suspended in nothing and like he he can see the doorway from inside but nobody looking in can see him it's it's kind of weird and kind of cool actually
2: by the way yeah i really enjoyed this and later there's a slow motion scene that was really well written i thought like it made you kind of i could i could understand what it was he was trying to get at how William felt in that place
1: Yeah, he was just in nothingness, which is, it's like, it's something that we see done not well in movies, but it's done really well in literature because it's just something you can imagine, but they can't put it on film yet.
2: Right. Yeah, it was, it's, it's pretty good. And it made you feel like, and to me, it's almost like being sleep paralyzed. Like he couldn't move. He couldn't, there was nothing he could touch or grab or.
1: Well, he could move, but it didn't do anything. Well, there was I mean just like zero resistance.
2: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Is like he couldn't get out of there no matter what he did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: because eventually he got
2: pulled out. Right.
0: So. Well, I know yeah, that. Carla Carl was there with the rope. I
2: I, I did read this book, guys. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it, it,
0: I, get what, I get what you're saying. It was yeah. it was a good description of like how hopeless it felt.
2: Reminded me of waking up in the morning. <laughs> 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 Fucking hopeless. <laughs> Not again! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I told you
1: last night, don't wake up! I told you last <laughs> night.
2: No, God, that's awful. It's just, <laughs> I know. Uh,
1: we all go but, through it, you know. So. <laughs> Sometimes, some of us more recently than others. <laughs>
2: But yeah, the uh yeah he gets pulled out, but things are starting to go crazy. Yeah, the goblin spirits are running wild
0: in the in the castle. Uh William and Carl shut themselves up in uh in William's room and bar the door and they can hear all kinds of noises going on outside in the halls, and after the noises die down, they like they leave the room and everything is clean, first of all.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh that's interesting.
0: Goddamn goblins <laughs> But there's all kinds of like booby traps set everywhere too. There's like soap on the stairs and like a bucket of water over the
2: doorway, over a doorway. Because it's
1: because they're pranksters, man. That's
2: that's fun. <laughs> they're just
1: getting a little rise out of you.
2: Yeah. They also cleaned everything. They'll probably clean it up. The bucket of water and stuff. But yeah, this is definitely where he's kind of starting to feel like there's a pro Like I need to fucking do something about this because I think I screwed up. <laughs>
1: So he goes and finds Igor, and then they go out to find Granny Pinchbottom. Which is Which is weird because they were talking about her earlier and how she's like she torments children, basically. She's a she's a ghost, she's a story made up to scare children into, you know, doing their chores and behaving and things like that.
0: Right. Mm, like who else might you think of that's made up to scare children into behaving? Jesus.
1: <laughs> that's one
0: <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa Claus... Oh, he's real.
1: Oh, in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Santa Claus is alive.
1: The Easter Bunny... I mean, he he actually doesn't give a fuck if you're good or not. You're just gonna... He's just gonna he wants you
2: to get diabetes. <laughs> the Easter These Bunny stuff. don't give a fuck. The Easter yeah, Bunny candy. is terrifying. He, he, just, is. he
1: just wants to give you... Uh, he just wants to give you diabetes.
2: It doesn't matter if it's... <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's the Nightmare Fuel costumes... We may have already talked about this, but it doesn't... Oh my matter,
1: God, those things are terrifying. It doesn't
2: matter if it's a Nightmare Fuel costumes or being a child and having your mom go, yeah, there's a six-foot bunny that comes in the house and drops off shit, and you're like, oh, <laughs> fucking what? And I always imagined... <laughs> a an, giant and, rabbit? I always imagined an anthropomorphic giant bunny, <laughs> okay? It was never like a bunny bunny, it was just, I don't know, terrifying creature.
1: Do you guys remember Auto World? Or did that shut down before you were able to go?
0: I don't know. Auto World? I don't know.
1: Okay, so in Flint, there was a... This place called Auto World, which was a theme park built around automobiles. Of course, in Flint. But I remember... It's one of my earliest memories. One of the the things is they had tie-ins with Looney Tunes. Apparently, I followed Bugs Bunny, left my family and just followed Bugs Bunny. (laughs) And my mom Eventually eventually found me But I don't remember that much about it I just remember the fact that Like I remember following this giant I remember following Bugs Bunny That's all I remember from
0: it (laughs) (laughs) So apparently I'm gonna go follow the rabbit
1: Apparently I was like yep I wanna meet I love Bugs Bunny and I'm going to go And hang out with him or
2: something So (laughs) He is my new mom Yep
1: He will give me carrots. It will be fine.
2: This will be fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> what could go wrong?
1: So yes, they're going searching out to find Granny Pinchbottom. But before they get there, they get uh, Igor gets abducted by the goblins because they're like Igor is not friends of the goblins. He's our enemy, and so they 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 take him. They kidnap him. They.
0: Yeah, they swarm him, and they're too much for him to handle to with his with his bop and bear. So they wind up carrying him away. He hasn't
2: refueled it recently. Jesus! <laughs> oh <God> damn it! <laughs>
0: no! <laughs> Why must she
2: ruin everything? Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely <laughs> fucking that bear.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Definitely fucking that bear. That's the B story of this. <laughs> yeah, it is, yep. Brought it back.
1: He's fucking uh, that bear. And you know why? Because he's imagining... Granny Pinchbottom, because when <laughs> William first meets Granny Pinchbottom, she's a fucking hot. She's a hottie. She's a, she's a fox.
2: Oh, nice. <laughs> Always nice.
1: And he's like, wait, you're. He's he like, meets this this lady, and he's like, hey, aren't you supposed to be old and haggard? And she's like, well, if that's what you want, and she changes into that. And I was like, dude. She was like awesome. Why did you <laughs> make her old and <laughs> gross? <laughs> I don't
2: get it.
0: Well, but. obviously William wasn't old enough to be jerking off because he would he didn't ask to bring back the hot granny pinch bottom. Yeah, well, <laughs> bring
2: that back with a little less clothing on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did she put it? Like people see what what they want to see. Yep. Something like that.
1: Yeah. She appears as how they want how they want to be. So she changed in front of her his eyes. But I would have been like, bring that other one back.
2: <laughs> uh, <I don't> <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Just not not for any other reasons than, you know, that other form was slightly better. Cut this out, Andy. I feel like. Oh it's my gross. god, dude! <laughs> You're so fucking crazy. Oh,
2: anyways, there it, there it is. I personally offended him with the Wachowskis the other day. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> because I forgot something. <laughs> it's Let's okay. Move on. It's okay. It doesn't matter if it's okay. We don't know the Wachowskis, Josh. <laughs> it, was sure, we ac- don't. it was an accident. I you don't. I don't need to apologize to you. You don't need to tell me it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm just oblivious here. uh, I'm lost. (laughs) Oh no! I just I felt like I
2: was appearing
1: misogynistic, and I didn't want to feel that way because of the way I was like, "Oh yeah, I would rather have a hot granny pinch bottom than an old one." But I mean, it's true. (laughs) I think I think
2: every I think everybody would everybody would agree with that, (laughs) except for old people. We like you two old people.
1: And that was the thing. Like he was, he imagined like the wicked witch of the west type of that. If he would have thought of like like uh like the um the nice witch, then maybe you know that would have been fine. But or like like a gr- nice grandmotherly like the ones from the Wrinkle Time. Totally cool witches with those ones. Totally cool with them. <laughs> yes.
2: Well, I guess but he'd it's just told, I don't like
1: the the haggard ones.
2: He'd been told his me. whole life that that she was a haggard old lady that, that chased kids around. That's why he why, that's why he believed that. That's why he said that to her. Oh, yeah. I thought you were supposed to be like that. She's like, oh well, now I am. Yeah, Holdo told him that she was the kind
0: of creature that like bit off piece of her finger for misbehaving i think one of her fingers was missing past the the knuckle or whatever and she said Mm -hmm. that well granny pinch bottom took that because some some reason or whatever so
1: oh yeah it was probably diabetes (laughs)
0: diabetes (laughs) diabetes
1: and that now we and we um after that we meet fauna correct
0: Yeah, because uh, William meets Granny Pinchbottom, but uh, Granny, like, walks into the woods, and uh, William loses track of her, but he finds Fauna, a young girl with dark hair. Uh, How was it described? Yeah, big eyes, dark hair, that hung past her shoulders, wearing a ragged brown shift, cinched at the center with a leather belt. Fauna. Fauna. She lives <laughs> by herself apparently, which is pretty mysterious.
2: Yeah, that is pretty mysterious. Especially finding her after Granny in the woods. Yeah, Granny Punchbottom disappears and all of a sudden he finds her. Now, Granny Pinchbottom, at this point, had told him about the Goblin King, correct?
1: Yeah, because she gave him... Yeah, not those, yet. Not yet those-
2: not, oh. not really when, when
0: he meets Fauna, uh, but Fauna takes William to Granny Pinchbottom's house. Okay. Where, yep. where they, oh, where where get, the- They get all the exposition about the history of the curse uh, what and what they have to do to reverse it.
1: Yeah, that's where we find out that Granny Pinchbottom wanted the goblins released
0: correct because the the goblins actually even though they were mischievous and had wild energy that it was like a a benevolent kind of wild energy that added you know spice to life and back in the day 121 years ago the the old baron i think it was the current baron's grandfather saw the goblins as getting out of control too chaotic didn't like their style uh thought they were grooming children with their drag shows and shit <laughs> or you no know, so he locked them all away he got ishmael to um lock their uh do a spell to lock the goblin spirits away in the north tower, but
1: since then uh yeah, granny Pimont said that the land is d- is dying or it's dead, it's dead because it used to be full of life, but now without the without the goblins around it's just it's it's lame, so
0: <laughs> it's just kind of lame, and I think she put it like it was just kind of uh just lifeless. getting by, you know like lifeless, not exciting, whatever, and so, so yes. yeah. That makes me wonder if this was like a purposeful kind of allegory for like discriminating against uh, certain people groups and just uh, ostracizing them, locking them away, dulling their their energy, uh, persecuting them till um, they get angry and 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 want revenge. <laughs> That's what happens to the back. goblins, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, after being locked away in the void, they it. Uh, Sh- uh, Granny Pinchbottom said that they got so angry that they didn't turn evil because, um, after so long of being angry, it's it like it looks like evil or something along those lines.
2: Right, they're just pissed off and they want they want what's due. They want revenge. They want their rights. Yeah. They want their that. freedom. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, so, yeah, uh, later, because the, the goblins, like, yeah, they, they do their, they do the chores, but then they also do crazy stuff. So, they kind of, like, the whole reason they were locked away being that almost as if the mischievous stuff was almost considered evil at that time, even. And then mm-hmm. the this self-fulfilling prophecy happens because of the fact that they're locked away, like, with the revenge and shit. Because even the Goblin King, when they do get to him, he's like, he's pissed. They can't talk any sense into him.
1: Until they rejoin his head and stuff. Right, so that, right, right. That's later. So we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, ha- what happened for the king to lose his head, though. Uh, what Granny Pinchbottom said is that the king went quite mad as a result of what happened and lost his head altogether. Like, literally, he got so mad he lost
2: his head. Didn't they then we, say, though? No, they said it that, uh, yeah, no, because they say that they cut off his head.
1: Yeah, that's why he was so pissed. It's literally because they cut his head off. <laughs> he wouldn't have been so pissed, but they cut his head off, <laughs> which is, you know, annoying. But to get to attach his head, they needed this gold ring, which they got from Granny Pitch Bottom, and a cloak of invisibility. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> And then what? Uh, there was one other item that he got.
2: What's that from the Predator? Are you talking about the cloak of invisibility the Predator has?
1: No, I'm talking about Harry Potter.
2: Oh, I thought you were talking about Predator Harry Potter.
1: That's what I'm saying. She stole this from. <laughs> she stole it from Bruce.
2: Yeah, but did right. Bruce steal it from Predator?
1: It wasn't a cloak. He. It was camouflage,
2: Harold. <laughs> it's the same thing.
1: No, it's not. His was technological, <laughs> and no,
2: Williams te- was logic, an actual but... cloak.
0: I'm trying to remember if there was one in Lord of the Rings. I mean, there was like a, a means of going invisible when you yeah, put you on just the, put the ring on the ring, you go invisible. So it was kind of function like that.
2: They had those stupid leaf pieces that they could put on their cloaks <laughs> had, that made them. They did like, have
0: those cloaks that like uh, enabled them to camouflage pretty easily yeah when they pulled it over but uh one th- one thing that granny gave him was an amulet of light that's it to amulet to light the darkest places and then a cloak of invisibility with a golden clasp shaped li- shaped like an oak leaf very tolkien-esque yeah that is then, for sure and then the third thing is a golden belt that will uh reunite the goblin king's head uh with his neck And uh, break the spell or something.
2: Yeah, no, breaking the spell requires putting the goblin's head back on his neck, onto his body, which are separate from each other. Well, I mean, obviously they're separate, but they're separate, like, by distance, too. Yeah, they are separated, literally. Yeah. But the king
0: isn't dead. Like his head is very much alive and animated, and he can like bounce around with his head. But and bite, and bite. Yep. But they keep his body separate from his head. But when they reunite the head with the body, it's supposed to eliminate the curse, and it'll uh, cure it'll cure the king of his madness. I think is is what it what it was. Yeah. And because the king shares like a mystical bond with. Uh, the entire goblin race. Um, it'll have the kind of uh trade federation droid effect, and all the goblins will not be so angry anymore.
2: Which is perfect for everybody, really.
0: Yeah, because the goblins are free, and they are uh, gearing up for revenge—righteous revenge, I would say. And so
1: they decide they have to uh, take off, and they have to go to Nilbog. And as they're traveling, they find they get attacked. By a little little goblin named Herky, who is a jerk, <laughs> but in a good way.
0: <laughs> Herky, jerky. Herky was so, fun.
1: Yeah, I like Herky. He was—he's a fun little character. And so he's like, "Hey, I'm." He—he he apparently got separated from his group, but he knows the way to Nilbog. So they decide that they—they're going to follow him so that they can get back to get to Nilbog. But on the way, they get caught by another group.
2: Because, of course.
1: Because that's how stories work.
2: You can't just make it to where you gotta go. You gotta get kidnapped.
1: They get caught, everyone but Herky. And so, but, lo and behold, the goblins like William.
0: Because William was the one who opened the door and freed their their souls.
1: Freed them from the nothingness. And that was the thing, that was what irritated them and you know pissed them off is that they were in this place that where they had nothing it was literally nothingness they were just spirits so i you know that would drive me mad i know because they were there for how many years
2: 121
1: 121 years wouldn't that drive you insane i know it would drive me probably drive me nuts
2: sounds so, kind of nice for like yeah like
1: I... 10 minutes but then after that ugh.
0: <laughs> Considering all the shit we're going through these days, I can stand, I don't know, maybe like an hour or two of just nothingness. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Just, just let me breathe. Okay, I can hear my thoughts again. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: that pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to hear those thoughts.
2: <laughs> huh. I need to buy more toilet paper. I'd like to try a sensory deprivation chamber sometime. I've always wondered about that. Yeah. It could be interesting.
0: I'll pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, well, what's next? Well, they they liked William. They, um, they like William, and they're gonna take revenge on the the people who put them in there, namely the Baron. And they they hate Igor because he was helping the he Baron. He did the, He was helping the Baron.
2: You uh, know, at the time they were friends. They thought the goblins saw he was their friend. Yeah, right. he was
1: a traitor. So. Yep. That's why they but didn't like him.
0: Igor was just kind of doing what the Baron told him.
2: Uh, Presumably. He, we find out later yeah, there's he a little was, more to it. He was to told it. it was for the good of, of everybody. Yeah, and there was more to it as well. Like, he wasn't yeah, doing it entirely was, under his own... Igor relation. only following orders. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's what they said at the trials.
0: Only, <laughs> 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 And that's kind of what Igor says at the end of this book, and it actually kind of works for him. <laughs> The the goblins wind up being in a forgiving mood at the end. Well, and also they yeah they find out that he had a spell on him too. Remember? Oh, it was a spell. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Ishmael was manipulating him.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ishmael was kind of the the bad guy. Bad here, yeah. Ishmael and the old Baron were the most straight
2: white men, dude. Uh, yeah, I know <laughs> I, I actually we <laughs> Straight can't, white men With power We can't assume that I mean Ishmael never Says one way Or the other But You know <laughs> <laughs> This is kind of like a
0: Anglo-Saxon uh, Medieval Kind of thing it's, We can Pretty much
2: assume That everybody's white here Yeah, yeah Well no 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 I, That I already did But I'm You know <laughs> Just saying <laughs>
1: <laughs> so at this time yeah the he stands up uh william stands up for igor and so they imprison him along with igor but then their little friend herky gets him out and then they're able to uh, escape up to get up to the goblin king's room and they are able to connect his head with his body using the golden ring and that breaks the spell and he's not so angry anymore
2: yeah, actually they now become like pretty much friends. There was a little bit of a that was where they had the uh the freeze time thing where Ishmael like slowed down time. And I thought that was really well written as well.
1: Yeah, they have this big epic battle with Ishmael at the end there and
0: And then like the the head of the king is like biting and <laughs> calling yeah. for for help and Yep. You know, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's all this it's all a very big, chaotic, fun scene
2: <laughs> to end with.
1: My thing is, is like, doesn't he want his head reattached with his body? Wouldn't he? want... But wa- he's
2: mad. He's he's got madness, so he isn't. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's not in his right mind. Yeah, he's, yeah. All he knows is
0: that he's being carried by a human.
1: So yeah, basically, yeah, what happens is, yeah, they beat Ishmael and. Uh, igor they figure out that igor has been being controlled and so then the goblins forgive him and they of course they love william still because he got him he freed him and uh i think granny pinchbottom's around and fauna's there and the professor and basically all the characters come together to celebrate at the end and that's that was uh goblins in the castle i liked it i thought it was fun
2: yeah i like the book
1: I told uh, I usually tell my brother whether or not it's a uh, it's good to um, read to the his nieces and nephews uh, so I was like this one I definitely recommend for the older kids like because they're about nine or ten so I was like yep this would be perfect for that age group
0: in my opinion I agree I I also agree I would definitely read this to Xander who is nine at the time of this recording
2: I'm just gonna throw on the YouTube video audiobooks for Bruce. I mean, who gives a shit, right?
1: Play him while he's asleep. (laughs) He'll learn through um, osmosis.
2: There we go. Learning through osmosis. Learning through osmosis would be like if you put your head against a book and learn from it. You're saying that that doesn't work? It doesn't. I
0: wish it did. But
2: sleeping while you're listening to stuff does work 150%. (laughs) It's
1: like that. (laughs) It reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons. (laughs) Side examples. Where Homer, like... Has all these words, but he doesn't remember, like spoon.
0: <laughs> oh right, he like <laughs> he orders what he thinks are weight loss subliminal tapes, but it's uh, vocabulary building <laughs> tapes <Yeah. laughs> to listen to in your sleep. So he's got all these, all
2: these big fancy words, <laughs> but it like knocks stuff out of his brain. Yeah,
0: he's like thing to eat with <laughs> that metal
2: dealy. A spoon? To shovel food. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should rewatch those.
2: So I mean, you know, I I assume Igor lived happily ever after with his bear. <laughs> they rode off into
0: the sunset. And if you listen hard enough, you can hear Igor going bop
2: bop bop yeah. bop bop. <laughs> Who was doing the riding is the question. Who's, no, yeah. who's
0: he bopping? Yeah, who's bopping? There's no goblin. He's not bopping goblins. Who's he bopping?
1: Well, we did learn that she bops. So if she bops and Igor bops, <laughs> he bop, you bop, a we bop. I mean, that still works because <laughs> that's oh all is gosh. about. Masturbation. It's directly
0: tied <laughs> to Cindy Lopper. It is. <laughs> oh no. This, oh this, this is gives... it,
1: it's true the, the fucking B story is true oh, oh. god
2: Bopping damn it gabs really <laughs> <laughs> your uncle
1: i hate it when you're right god damn it
2: <laughs> bops your uncle <laughs> oh man <laughs> fuck. Okay, let's. Re- I gotta tell you that B story came out of nowhere because all of a sudden I was just thinking that because I was thinking about the rocks. Like I'm like, I kept reading. I'm like, what the fuck? Because he yeah, at he some point bear. he was bopping stuff, the goblins with it, and it was knocking them away. So I'm like, just a regular teddy bear is not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be stiff.
0: It's, it's gotta have some heft. Yeah, it's yeah. gotta have some heft to this bear for sure in order to do anything. I mean it. Even, like, a very strong person... With a flimsy little bear, isn't going to do a whole heck of a lot.
2: Yeah, dude, Arnold Schwarzenegger could slap me in the face. It's Like nineteen nineties, Arnold Schwarzenegger hit me in the face with a teddy bear, and I think I would. Be, I think I'd be okay in the nineteen nineties when I was a child.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you think that, huh? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, my Arnold, Bob, Schwarzenegger terrible. Arnold Schwarzenegger emails the show. Impression? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Schwarzenegger emails of. the show. He's like, I want to hit Harold in the face with a bear. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll I mean, it. he
1: might do it. He's cool about stuff like that.
2: <laughs> I, will, I will let you do it. I'll, at I'll, I'll tweet at to him. i bop him. Yeah, no, I to I'm totally right sure that <laughs> after after anybody listens through the episode, they'll be like, "Yeah, you should get together with these folks." <laughs> <laughs> They were talking about fucking a teddy bear,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce is never coming on the show again. Oh God,
2: no! I knew that for sure already. I
1: saw his face; that was never going to happen. Sorry,
2: Bruce. <laughs> we are so sorry for that. And uh, oh, I'm he's sort of not sorry. listening. Sort of sorry for the peace story about Igor here.
1: <laughs> he's the one that wrote it.
2: Yeah. So.
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> mm. uh. On that note. <laughs>
0: <sighs> <sighs> on that note, yes. And so
1: uh, so what do we got lined up? What's coming up? On the, what's on the docket?
0: Next week, we're going to be revisiting Raspberry Lemonade Stein and delving actually into a Fear Street book. Double Although, date. Yeah, we've selected double date. It looks uh, f- interesting. From the Fear Street series. I
1: already yeah. have... A topic, and I haven't even read it yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a dude who tries to get with identical twins.
1: Exactly, it is <laughs> a porno.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but one of
0: them is a is murderously jealous type. Ooh. He has to find out which one. She'll She's... have to
1: have sex with him. <laughs> Before the other one,
0: I'm I have sex you, with the other one. Figure it out for sure.
2: Guarantee you, she's good at it. <laughs> she's murderously crazy. The one who's murderously yeah, jealous. the one that's murderously jealous.
0: <laughs> Best lay of his life.
2: Yep, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I am interested to see like how graphic the Fear Street gets. Like if it if there's death or you know what I mean i assume there is some death but i don't know like well how graphic do they get with it you know i don't right. know
0: yep we're we're going to we're going to get into it next uh, next time on reliterated uh, but it does seem to be more mature definitely than goosebumps for the, kind of the next step up Uh, the kind of teen kind of subject matter, high school uh, hookups and dances and boyfriends and girlfriends and babysitters and whatever stepsisters rather than like the monster of the month or (laughs) the, the latest like kooky, trolls that put you on a game show
2: or <laughs> or scarecrows <whatever.
0: laughs> in an amusement park haunted scarecrows yeah
2: scarecrows that you can beat up with a stick
0: yep yep, yep. <laughs> no more of this kitty bullshit nope, it's let's time go. to get some
2: real stuff happening We're
0: moving to fear streets and mm-hmm. then we'll go back to goosebumps
2: yeah <laughs> yep,
0: we'll go back chapters.
2: to we'll go back to other stuff so
0: cuz let's face it goosebumps was the 90 was 90s books oh
2: for, for sure for 100% Especially, like, I know that Mark Mark's favorite book, Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, was definitely one that <laughs> I'll never forget seeing that in the Scholastic Book Fair thing.
0: Absolutely.
2: That's Marky Mark from the Marky Mark and Matty Ice podcast's favorite book is Scarecrow Walks at Midnight.
0: Mm-hmm. Mark E. Mark. The E stands for entertainment.
2: And E likes... Scarecrow walks at midnight.
0: <laughs> all right. Hey, he likes the scarecrows. He, he likes
2: it. He likes it a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, all right, on that note. Good
0: times. That's next episode <laughs> yep. on re So until then, support your local libraries, independent booksellers, don't let idiots ban books, and give a shit read some lit.
2: Bob Jericho, that's
0: Thanks, everybody. This has been Reliterated, a production of the Chocolate Milk Friends. If you enjoy our show, please consider giving us support by subscribing, recommending us to your book reading, podcast listening, 90s nostalgic friends, and most importantly, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Audible Podcasts, and Spotify. Your ratings and reviews go a long way towards getting us in the ears of new listeners. You're also invited to join the growing Reliterated community on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. And if you really want to get nuts, we have a Discord, too. So, bing us and join us in this nonsense. If you have a book suggestion for a future episode or have questions for us, send us an email at reliterated@gmail.com. At Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> You've had that, <laughs> like... Like a B fifty two's guy,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sure did. did. Yeah, he didn't sound <laughs> at all. like nope. that wasn't cocky at all. Dude. Slide
0: up outside <laughs> just to get down. That's why I do that song at
1: karaoke because I can mimic the dude's voice. It's
0: super fun. I can't hear you. <laughs> it's as big as a whale, <laughs> and I'm about
1: to set sail.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Awesome.
1: I bring your joke box money.
0: <laughs>
1: that one's fun. Rock Lobster. Oh, God, that song. It's, it takes it's eight minutes long. God damn it. Uh,
0: Not worth it. Not worth
1: it.